Okay, good evening, everyone. Today is February 28th, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is Into Action, step nine, and Nadia is our speaker tonight. Thank you so much, Nadia. Take it away. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for asking, and thank you all for your service. Thank you for... Um, to all who makes this meeting possible. Uh, my name is Nadia B. I'm gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. And actually tomorrow makes about four years of abstinence for me, which, you know, I kind of missed, but it's such an amazing thing uh, because it wouldn't be possible without, um, you know, this book that I'm really, you know, nuts about. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I just wanted to qualify uh, a little bit that I'm not here because I haven't wanted to. My eating disorder, disorder started very early in life. Uh, my mom was always concerned about my weight. And I, um, as I hit puberty, I think it progressed to the point where, uh, you know, I understood that I needed to do something and I started dieting. I started purging at the age 16 which then um, kind of, you know, resolved until age 30. I'm turning 40 this summer. And, um, you know, so this disease really uh, progressed for me for a long time. And uh, just because uh, of the time, I'm not gonna, you know, discuss uh, the, the various eating behaviors and dieting behaviors that I've had. But where I landed in 2015 was that I couldn't stop eating at all. And I called the psychiatrist and I said, you know, I'm really having a hard time, you know, and I, I wanted to make an appointment and they told me to come and I was extremely depressed and frustrated. I couldn't stop eating. And they told me if I, to make an appointment, I think they had a month from there. And I, I just snapped at the receptionist. I said, you know, are you effing kidding me? Uh, you know, and she asked me if I was suicidal. And I said, how the heck am I supposed to know? Um, and so why I'm really here is because um, of, uh, you know, uh, because of this and because uh, bedevilment started to, uh, surface for me, you know, the unmanageability, that second part of the first step. And I was having uh, trouble holding any relationships. I moved from my family across the ocean. They barely spoke to me. Um, you know, I got married and, uh, you know, we bought a house and I was binging every night, you know, just, uh, and then my husband would come home to find me like literally nearly passed out on the couch, not communicative. So obviously, you know, I was having a hard time living uh, just like the page 52 describes, uh, you know, I was depressed, hence calling the psychiatrist. Uh, I could make a living except I was making that living, you know, seven days a week. I was working like a horse, <laughs> I would say. And, you know, I didn't even have the time to spend the money. I had a great fear of financial insecurity. Um, you know, needless to say, I was extremely unhappy in my new house. 
on my white couch with my new job that I always dreamed of, far away from my family with all the freedom to do anything that I ever wanted to do. You know, I always wanted the freedom, uh, you know, to, to do whatever it is that I'm, uh, I wanted to do. And now I uh, felt free to do anything uh, and eat anything I wanted, uh, despite the reality and the consequences. So, um, you know, I was at that point in OA for about seven years. I attended meetings and, uh, you know, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't just stay abstinent. I didn't understand where to go. And someone suggested a big book meeting to me. And, um, and, and so I did come and, and I got a sponsor um, who uh, helped me uh, to uh, detox. Basically, you know, she's helped me to identify uh, certain foods and eating behaviors and uh, helped me through uh, uh, my first few days of abstinence. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I started uh, working the steps. And I, I think step one and two are so intertwined because when you realize that, uh, you know, your willpower stopped working on all this and um, you, you, you admit complete defeat, you know, step two is kind of very simple and easy, you know, there's, there must be something or I'm screwed. And if there is not something, it's not like I need to go anywhere else because I'm toast anyway. So, um, you know. Bye, Mama, working. Yeah, mama's working. So, sorry guys, my kiddo is time to, to sleep. So good, good timing for a meeting for me. So, you know, when I got here, um, you know, I got to through the first uh, two steps really quickly. And uh, my third step, was kind of, you know, also very simple when I got to the third step prayer and my my great hero and program here is Dr. Bob. <laughs> he is my guy, I admire the guy, I read anything I can find on him. And I love his third step prayer where he said, dear God, I am sorry about the mess I've made of my life. I wanted to turn away from all the wrong things I've ever done and all the wrong things I've ever been. Please forgive me for, for it all. I know you have the power to change my life and can turn me into a winner. Thank you, God, for letting my attention long enough, uh, for getting my attention long enough to interest me in trying it your way. God, please take over the management of my life and everything about me. I'm making this conscious decision to turn my will and my life over to care, to your care, and I'm asking you to please take over all parts of my life. Please, God, move into my heart. However you do, it is your business, but make yourself real inside me and fill me, fill my awful emptiness. Fill me with your love and Holy Spirit and make me know your will for me. And now, God, help yourself to me and keep on go doing it. I'm not sure I want you to, but I, but do it anyway. I rejoice that I am now part of your people, that my uncertainty is gone forever, and that you now 
have control of my will and my life. Thank you. And I praise you, your name. Amen. And this is the guy, you know, Christian and, uh, you know, old and, uh, and, and the, the, you know, in this prayer, God really is, you know, you can feel the Christian God, but it really resonates with me because our idea of God that, you know, first Christian, first um, century Christianity practice. And Dr. Bob wasn't short on uh, spirituality or religion. You know, he was part of the Oxford group. Uh, and though, you know, he found himself in the same place I did, you know, complete doo-doo. Uh, so, you know, when you make that decision that, you know, you, your life is really a mess, that that you yourself don't know how to get out of it you know there should be something and and um so i didn't stay here a long time and my sponsor helped me to um, understand what inventory should be like um really quickly uh, so that's before uh you know that's all in how it works all this uh, stuff and then you know we moved through uh, step, uh, steps uh, four through eight. And, you know, eight and nine kind of go hand in hand and you probably had uh, step eight last week. So I won't touch much in, on it, but, you know, there were people that I, that I never, you know, that I, um, I, even after making inventory, I never thought I needed to, um, you know, ever make amends to it. And this is the step, um, step nine is why in uh, seven years, I never attempted to work the program the way it's described. I saw the, the steps on the wall, but I was terrified. Uh, you know, I was terrified of people. I was terrified facing people, talking to people. Uh, you know, uh, just to, you know, today I'm looking at my screen and I minimized my screen just because, you know, people used to terrify me and I'm still getting used to this uh, new state of being. And um, so when I have done an inventory of what separated me from God, because that's what I was instructed, I didn't really know whether it was that, but um you know, I just followed kind of the, the drill, whatever my sponsor suggested. We read the big book together, paragraph by paragraph, and we did this inventory. And, um, and I started to understand that it's not that my will is all so bad, it's just all misaligned. And um, I really started to want the promises. Um, in you know that that uh, were described in here you know I, I really understood that I never I never understand I never actually understood what uh, ease was you know even with food and so I started to be afraid of dying not knowing what peace was you know meaning not knowing what this power that they are talking about really is and so that I think the fear of not knowing this higher power that they're all describing or connection with that power um, outweigh my fear of uh, making amends. Uh, and I started trusting that, I started trusting the process really. I, I didn't really, I had my ideas of what 
God was, but I started wanting spiritual experience more than I, I ever wanted anything in my life. And, uh, you know, the promises are awesome, you know, and they're very practical too. Uh, you know, it says that we, we are going to know new, new freedom and, you know, I felt free to eat whatever I wanted, do whatever I wanted. I was far away from anybody that ever knew me. I started a new life. I, you know, I thought that that was, you know, that, that I got this, but, um, you know, doing this work of steps four through eight, I saw that I saw the problem. Um, and um, so for me, uh, you know, when I when I made um, a list of all the people that I have harmed, and I was suggested to just um, to just you know I didn't have to think about it too much. They were all there on the list of my resentments, um, and uh, of course I wasn't willing to make amends to them all. Uh, at, at that specific moment, I started very slow, and I started with. I think a few people on the now list and then, um, you know, some on the later, uh, I put some on the, um, on the maybe list. And uh, they were, there was one person on my never list and that was my dad. And uh, I didn't see the harm that I have done uh, to, uh, to my father. So, um, you know, my sponsor suggested I pray for it. And um, so I, you know, also my favorite, favorite uh, paragraph of uh, into action in step nine was the alcoholic is like a tornado roaring his way through the lives of others. Hearts are broken, sweet relationships are dead. Affections have been uprooted, selfish and inconsiderate habits have uh, kept the home in turmoil. We feel a man is unthinking when he says that sobriety is enough. He is like the farmer who came out of his cyclone cellar to find his home ruined. To his wife, he remarked, don't see anything the matter here, Ma. Ain't it grand the wind stopped blowing? So, so for me, um, I think I didn't understand what harm was or um, until I have done the work and, and until I actually have started um, making some amends. Um, and those were, you know, it was suggested to me that uh, I uh, write out my amends, uh, that I read um, into actions, the instructions on step nine, and, uh, you know, and, and talk to other people who have done this work. So I did, and, and um, I started making amends for shoplifting. I made amends uh, to, uh, you know, I made some financial amends at the very beginning because they were really easy for me. The hard work, five minutes left. Thank you. Uh, the hardest for me were uh, the amends to my family and, um, 
and finding out specifically what I did, uh, you know, because uh, the rest of them were so obvious, you know, where I did some financial amounts or uh, uh, for me, you know, and I was very afraid of going to people and saying, you know, I really have neglected you or abandoned you in a, uh, or, you know, um, and, and uh, finding out specifically what I did, you know, and um, the character defects that led me here. And uh, I was specifically instructed and read it in the in the text, which I still use today to make amends uh, in, uh, you know, that I have to really find out what is it that offending behavior is. Uh, for example, you know, I have said this, this and that, uh, which, you know, wasn't true or, uh, you know, offend or offended you. And then that I regret my behavior. Uh, you know, those points that, uh, uh, you know, that I promise or, or commit not to repeat it, that I'm working on myself uh, really hard, you know, on my personality. And, and I pray, you know, to someone that was maybe more all open to the word God, I would say, God willing, you know, I will not repeat this behavior. And then if I had to uh, make restitution, I would. And then, you know, asking what else can I do? How else can I be helpful? Um, I started understanding that I don't make amends to make myself feel better. Um, and, uh, you know, that I am not uh, to uh, sacrifice or, or, you know, uh, get someone else's emotions out, you know, to play on someone else's emotions just so they can feel bad for me and, and make amends like that. So I think eventually I've um, felt the promises and it took me literally, I would say maybe two weeks to make amends uh, once I started and my, my hero, Dr. Bob, I think he did it in one day. Like he just went out one night and just, you know, he felt the need to connect to, you know, he was so willing and, and I was scared, you know, to be honest, I was really scared. Um, and when I made amends to my father, finally, which was the last amends I made, um, the day after I woke up and I, uh, you know, and it was a dark day and uh, I, I didn't feel depression, you know, <laughs> because I've never been clinically diagnosed with depression, but I've always felt blue and I felt like I've never felt before <laughs> and something happened to me and I, you know, uh, and it's not like that every day any, for me in recovery, but I did feel like something happened to me. And uh, of course I had a meeting with my sponsor that day and, you know, I've completed my ninth step and we were moving on into a 10th step. And so it's, you know, it's not like I've arrived and, and graduated. Um, I still had a lot of work to do but I started feeling the freedom. I started understanding that 
when I channel my will into um, seeking um, God's will for me, you know, this is the way that I feel the way I am. And it's life is not hard anymore. And so um, today, you know, I still make amends. I still do take inventory and I do still make mistakes. They're not as often as they used to be. And they're still very uncomfortable. Just this Saturday, I had to make amends to my sister, which was for something that I compulsively said and reacted. Um, it's very rare for me. It usually has to be, um, you know, something very big. Uh, and uh, it was, you know, but I have to understand also that um, I don't have the right to be right. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a luxury of normal people, normal eaters, normal. Um, they can, thank you. They can be right. Um, I have an illness that needs constant treatment, and this is my treatment steps um, four through nine daily uh, practice, and then you know, 10, 11, and 12 becomes it. But uh, I'm very grateful that I, I have the privilege to um, live in the time that, that this program is available for someone like me, because I know that many people in my family didn't have this privilege and died from the, um, from the addiction, uh, you know, from, from the cycles of addiction. And so can I, uh, you know, if I stop working this program. So I, I am really grateful to my higher power, um, who I choose to call God. Uh, and um, I'm very grateful for Overeaters Anonymous and to Overeaters Anonymous. I, I'm grateful to uh, Roseanne and I'm grateful to Bill and Dr. Bob and even Hank Parkhurst, who didn't make it in this program, who went back, you know, but was a part of, big part of, of Alcoholics Anonymous when this book was published. And there are a lot of people that died, so I could um, have this um, ability to live through anything in my life, through death, through worse, through fears, through resentments. Um, and um, yeah, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, God, for 12 steps. Thank you so much, Nadia, for a beautiful share. Okay. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and the step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you are on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minute shares, uh, three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, we'll start with Nancy P and then Daisy B. Nancy. 
just need to unmute. Hi, thank you for um, letting me share it. Nadia, great, great job. Um, you know, this step is, you know, it's too easy to say I live in 10, 11, and 12. I hear, you know, I hear it a lot. Um, I have said it myself, but when I read step nine, when I go into step nine and somebody speaks specifically on the step, I'm reminded why this is so important. I mean, the skill set that we learn starts, starts with step four and wraps up with step nine. And step nine has three warnings. Um, it was agreed in the beginning that we would go to any length for victory over alcohol. Um, we, um, let me see. We'll never get over drinking until we have done our utmost to straighten out the past. And oh, we have to lose our fear of creditors, no matter how far we have to go for we are liable to drink if we were afraid, afraid to face them. And, you know, I personally have, um, have had trouble in all those areas. Well, certainly, you know, like my dishonesty spans, you know, you name it from soup to nuts, sorry about the metaphor. Um, but I consider today, you know, my idea about my recovery has been changing recently. And I decided that, you know, this is just for me, but I decided that I don't believe in relapse anymore. Because the only requirement for membership in Overeaters Anonymous is a desire to stop eating compulsively, that I get to belong to Overeaters Anonymous with all the rights and privileges of everybody else, no matter where they are. As it happens, I haven't had to hurt myself with food for over four years, but I spent the previous 47 years doing just exactly that. So I have a lot of um, not productive time under my belt to show me that um, I was always on the road. I think that that time wasn't wasted. You know, that those, those four and a half, almost five decades were not wasted in my life. I got recovered exactly when I needed to to meet the catastrophe that was my family at that very moment. I don't know if I would have been able to stay on the beam if I had recovered any earlier. So I don't regret that at all. I'm, I'm happy as a clam just today. And I really believe that step nine sort of um, epitomizes the idea for me that, you know, I'm on the road of happy destiny full stop. Like once I decide that I'm in a full member of Overeaters Anonymous, which the membership bar is pretty low. I mean, all you have to do is want to stop eating compulsively. Um, that I have progressed sometimes quickly, mostly slowly. But you know, the other thing that I've realized is that my real, all that to stop eating compulsively, I'll wrap up is um, all well and good. But my real purpose is to be of maximum use to my to my buddy so that's it for me thank you thanks nancy and daisy b and then we'll have aaron b hi Daisy B. Compulsive Overeater. Oh my God, Nadia. I was just so excited. Your whole share. I didn't know that you were going to speak tonight. I'm so glad that I hopped on. Um, and I was also thinking about you a lot today and this meeting. So the energies were out there for sure. Um, about a little over two years ago, 
I was about six months into program, semi-abstinent, um, tried working the steps a couple of times. Somebody suggested that I pray for the gift of desperation. I did so and proceeded to have the most emotionally tumultuous weekend of my life and was just, or one of, one of many actually, <laughs> more honest. Um, but it was a really hard weekend and I really came to terms with how unmanageable my life was. And, um, and then I picked up the phone and Nadia answered and saved my freaking life. Um, and took me through the steps, held my hand and is one of, you know, many people in this program who has raised me like my, I, I just, so it's just becoming so clear to me, especially today of like how much I freaking need people, <laughs> how much I need people in this program. And I can't do this alone. And, um, I had a, I had a call with my current sponsor today where I, you know, said a lot of things that I've been holding onto and trying to work out on my own and just like realize like, what am I doing in my own head? I need people and they're so helpful. So it's like just mind blowing to have, you know, both of my sponsors on this, on this call right now. And, you know, with the ninth step amends, if those were up to me, like if I were doing my own amends, the chaos and messes I create and have created for the ones I've tried on my own is like, my head is so much crazier than I think that it is. And, um, and so to have that like clear direction of no, you know, this people reflecting back to me and, and giving their insight and just kind of being a mirror, um, and, a and a companion on this path is so wonderful. So I'm super happy to be here and, um, love to you all. Thanks, Daisy. Aaron. Hi, I'm Erin, Compulsive Overeater in Chicago. Um, thank you, Nadia. I was so excited to hear the speakers for this step because it's such a powerful one, right? And I could just use all the perspectives I can get on it. Um, you know, I wanted to share an experience that I had with Amends the first time I came into the program because I swear I'll never forget it. Like, it's such a beautiful example of how I know nothing <laughs> and God, to me, it's like one of the biggest miracles of this program, this amends, um, and, and just the way everything unfolded. I, I'm going to try to make it really short. There's, I live in a condo. A bunch of us have dogs. There's one particular young man who has a dog who is not good with other dogs, and he would just let her loose all over the property all the time, <laughs> like constantly. I'm calling the police. Like This went on for years. He would apologize and then keep doing it until one day she um, one after my dog and, you know, I've screamed at this, like lived to hate him, like hate, 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 lived, loved it, loved hating him. So, um, I go through the program and I'm working my steps and I realize I need to, um, apologize to him for screaming at him and to his mom, his sweet, innocent mother, because I was a total bitch to her this one night after their dog got attacked by an off-leash dog. I was like, ha ha, karma. Like I was such a bitch and um, she was so sweet. And so one day I go to apologize to her. She starts bawling. We're just standing outside by the dumpster. That's where I found her. She's crying and she starts telling me how her son, um, the one that I hate so much, 
um, has been in and out of rehab, just came back. Of course, he's an addict, right? Of course, he's one of us. He just got back from like a rehab facility. His dad committed suicide two years ago. He just hasn't been okay since then. And she's just bawling and just like, she's like, I needed, I needed you so bad to say, like, it was just this game changing. I was just struck with such like, oh my gosh, you know, and just, and I got to make my amends to him and we've been totally great since then. And he's never done that again. And I offered to like watch his dog and I baked them cookies and I got to like, I found his wallet one day and I got to return it to him. Like I've gotten to be of service of him in all these ways. And I just, I heard somebody say in program, we don't pray to change God's minds. We pray so that God can change our minds. And that has always been one of the things that stuck with me because you never could have told me that I would have like warm feelings towards Tom. And now I get to think about this every single time that I see him outside with his dog. And I get to think of the miracles that God has done, like in my heart and in my life through this program and the food being the least of them, you know, like God gets to change my heart towards people. And it's just so incredible. So I just wanted to share that story. Thanks, you guys. Thanks so much, Erin. Uh, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded shares.